Two Girls, One Movie, Jessica and Claudia rumble about the pictures from classics to new releases. So sit back, relax and watch along with us. Welcome, Welcome to Cinemaphily! Hi everyone and once again welcome uh, to this new episode of Cinemaphily. Uh, happy Good Saturday, morning, everybody. Good morning everybody. Uh, hope you have a, a great week. Uh, we are back here with a new episode and today we will be talking about a 2007 movie directed by Joe Wright called Atonement. Yeah, exactly. We keep going on this um, flow of happiness that we keep Yeah, that we started last week. Yeah. That we started last I week. I think... No, yeah, that's, we saw last week, exactly. Yes. I don't know why it feels longer. Yeah. Anyway, uh, in this movie, the 13-year-old uh, Bryony, right? Yes, Bryony it is. An Alice. aspiring writer changes the life of her family and friends when she accuses Robbie, her older sister lover, of a crime that he did not commit. Exactly. So... Before we start after As this, as usual, disclaimer. Yes, if you haven't watched spoilers, the movie, yes, if you haven't watched the movie, if, if you, you haven't, haven't read, read the book, book and that you it is want based to, on. Please don't hear, like, stop here the podcast. Stop listening stop now. Listening now, I've already done a small spoiler. It's kind of general, but it's, for me, it's still a spoiler. So I apologize for that. Oh. Is more my disclaimer of spoilers uh, is because of the end of it. Uh, there yes. is a big, big, big major uh, spoiler, uh, which if you don't know anything about uh, the movie or the book, bar the uh, some the synopsis that Jessica just said, uh, please don't go any further. Because it might ruin the movie for you. Of the middle this part. Is, this is basically the, the beginning. So this yeah. is how it's based on. So it's not. I wouldn't consider it a spoiler anyway. You find if you look for it, what this is about, you find it. So yeah, it's still. it's it's the beginning. Um, it's just if the beginning. People are so. like me. They don't look at um, what they're saying. Yeah. What they're seeing. It's a spoiler. So yeah, but still, I consider it a spoiler. You yeah. don't because you research a movie before go watching it. I, I know what the plot kind of the plot is. I don't go I just full know, on, but I just yeah. know like what the first trailer says. Yeah, and if it's comedy, love story, or which kind of genre it is. That's it. That's what I know of the I movie when I go watch it. I don't want to say something wrong. But I believe that in this you have the already the falsification. I, but trailer, I don't so... remember. I've seen it a long time ago. Anyway, uh, but yeah, uh, there will be spoilers ahead. So please, uh, if you uh, haven't seen it, go watch the movie and come back. Uh, as we said previously, this is based on a, a book called Atonement by Ian McEwan, re uh, written in 2001, which I believe, Jessica, you haven't read. No, not exactly. at all. I, I watched the movie for the first time, like you guys, in this week. Because right of after, the podcast. Yeah, yeah, because of the podcast. Right after last episode, I watched this movie, I took, my, I took my notes about it, and now... We're and you're reacting to it, exactly. exactly. Uh, I read the book like I do in lots of cases when there's a movie coming out uh, adapted from a book because there was this movie out. Uh, this movie was coming out. I've done it plenty of times. I think in 2016, that's all I did, especially in the first half of 2016 uh -huh. because... Things were coming out and they were based on books. So I read the book, watched the thing, read the book, watched the thing. That's what basically you do for both The Night Manager and I Rise. Um, common denominator, you find it. Uh, but yeah, that's what I normally do. I try to always do that, especially... I normally am curious about a movie or a director or um, a movie because of an actor or a director in it, okay. uh, mainly. I might be interested for for another reason. I usually... I've done it last summer because I know that Dune was coming out. I had never read Dune. And now my nerd and geek credential just gone. Are gone now. Because I had never read Dune beforehand. Um, but I yeah. Have, I never either. So you, you're okay. fine. No, I'm not. 
Uh, me You're being back a to my level. Being a fantasy nerd and never had read Dune after seeing Star Wars, that's bad. Uh, but You're that's my fine. level now, Claudia. Uh, Welcome. I'll be back uh, tomorrow. I'm, I'm back to because of Red Dune now. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I read Dune because of the movie because I'm very curious about watching Dune because I had not seen the one, the first one that came out. Um, I've done the same with Atonement. I loved Pride and Prejudice mm-hmm. uh, because uh, Pride and Prejudice, the 2005 version, is exactly. Uh, is directed by the same director and stars Kira Knightley exactly as Atonement. Uh, is the first of three that they collaborated on uh, in a very okay. uh, same, basically more or less the same time. Uh, and so I loved the direction of it. I loved uh, the how the feeling of that movie, and mm-hmm. I was really curious about. Um, about Atonement, so I've read the book for it. So basically, that's no, what I me, generally for do. For me, it's usually the opposite. If okay. I really like the book, and I hear there is a movie coming out, yeah. Even if I'm not actually interested in watching the movie, I go watch it just to okay, just to see how they did the transaction. Yeah, but that 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 I still do if I if read. I know that is like it just happened once that I actually read the book after watching the movie. Yeah, no, I don't read it after. I read it before. Yeah, but usually when I know there is a movie coming out, I don't actually research, so I don't actually know if it's coming from a book. Okay. So that's that's where I start. Okay. You know because you're like, oh, I'm interested in in this movie. You go research about it, and it comes out that there was a book. Okay. Inspired from. Okay. Yeah, normally, do... normally when it happens in the article stating this movie is coming out is the next line is this. No, I, I adapted from the book. As I was saying before, I just watched the first trailer, and sometimes it's not in that. If it's in that, um, I don't know why. It's just because my lazy mm-hmm. okay. back, my lazy back, will not allow me to. Go buy the book, read the book, okay. and then watch the movie. I usually just go watch the movie. If I really enjoy the movie, okay. I read the book. If I'm really interested because it's not clear, I go and watch if there is more information in the book. And that just yeah. happened once okay. with um, a, a movie that we will talk later on. Okay. And I will say it. Okay. That I really enjoyed the the movie, movie even okay. if it was really good i was like i want more details maybe the book will provide me more details okay and i read the first book and i read the second book afterwards okay and i'm All waiting right. for the second part it will never come out but as I'm a movie okay okay and yeah so you know for okay. me it's different we are on the okay. opposite side no well but... not really it's like I if I know about a movie coming out, I if I know it's based on a book, I'll read it. There are a lot of times when I haven't done it. Like I've not, I would love to read The Help after I've watched the movie, but I haven't yet. Uh, I I did read Lion after the movie came out. I saw mm-hmm. the movie and I didn't know it was based on a book, so I read the book. Uh, but uh, to me, it happens rarely. In the way that I know, especially if I'm more or less I'm interested in it, I try and read the book first, just because I prefer to have the the knowledge of the book first. I don't like to I... have the book spoiled to me, uh, as we talked about in younger games. I prefer prefer exactly. to read the book first and then watch That's the movie. That's why most of the time, when then I discover that the movies based on the book, yeah, I never go read the book okay. because then I may be disappointed in the book or in the movie, okay. and I don't want that. Either. The only the only I thing want to leave that... in my wonderful place of uh, not mm-hmm. knowledge. Another example of things that I've read after, but there's not me to blame on this. Is well after in the middle of it. Uh, is Lord of the Rings because I saw Fellowship, okay. then I read the book, then I saw everything else. Uh, but that was because my mom didn't want me to read to read the book because she said I was too young. Then I kept asking until she was like so upset. I so up. like yeah, she gave I up. Just gave Basically, up. I was like, can I can I get it? Yes. Here you go. Read this bloody book and stop bothering me. So yeah. <laughs> so that was the thing. That's always the way, by the way. 
Yeah. If you want to know, if you're the a end, kid like me and you're was, that was your the beginning. Parents, that was the beginning of the and end. And your parents tell you, no, you can't do that. You just keep bothering them. And if yeah. at some point, if at you're, some point they will if you're good, you might actually get out, get something back. So yeah. So as we said, this is based on a book. As I uh, mentioned already, this is the third Joe Wright Kira Knightley collaboration. The second, second, sorry, the second of two. Like sorry, sorry, is the second of two. Uh, is the second of three. Uh, Joe Wright, Kira Knightley collaboration. First one was Pride and Prejudice, uh, which I love. Uh, I'm sorry, I'd, um, I got a mental image of Matthew McFadden as Mr. Darcy. I apologize <laughs> unreservedly for that. Uh, then there is uh, Atonement, and the third one is um, Anna Karenina that came out in 2012, mm -hmm. which I uh, love. And uh, not much the story. I'm not particularly fond of Anna Karenina as a story. I'm not particularly fond of Tosso generally. But uh, I love the way that this film was conceived. How is set. Uh, there's a whole... Um, it's quite interesting. Uh, if you don't know... It's not really a spoiler, so I can actually say it. Uh, the premise of it is that it's all uh, set in a theatre. So the whole, uh, the whole scenery, the whole set, okay. start because they all start in a theater and then they expand in the real world. But the concept as the base of it is that is all done inside this theater, and is actually breathtaking. The visuals are, I love the visual. Uh, I'm not sure I watched it. Oh, it's I, amazing! I watched Pride it's... and Prejudice, but I'm not sure I watched. Pride and Prejudice, I love it. Uh, a lot of people say it's not the best Pride and Prejudice. I think it's one of the best still. Uh, but yeah, so I think this it's is the only one that I've watched. Okay. Oh, you. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you might. But I was quite sure that if you've seen the Pride and Prejudice, you would have seen this. Yeah. Because the more modern is the more. Uh, well, is the latest basically, uh, one. Uh, so yeah. Um. The, having said that, the movie or Atonement, uh, it is. I would say it divides uh, in... As you said, it was your first time yeah, watching it. Yeah, it was my yeah? first time watching so, it. So, how did it go? It went pretty well, I have to say. It is not one of my favourite movies. Also because there are some scenes that are pretty cringe, in my opinion. And you both, you know what yeah. I'm talking about. Yeah. Because I would call them creepy more than cringy, but yeah. There was the scene right at the beginning, basically, that in we both... Part that we yeah. both took our notepad and start writing on the same thing and i noticed that she was writing as well and that that was the only reason why i was smiling during that scene and i was like what is happening here it's why it's really creepy yeah it's really creepy it stands really out and i i can't say it stands out apologies something we had killed some itself technical issues um as i was saying i can't say it's one of my it doesn't blend in for me okay Th those scenes did not help okay that we'll was talk the biggest about, one we'll and talk we'll about that more. yeah but apart from that it went pretty well okay it wasn't um it wasn't the easiest one to um to watch let's say yeah I had some troubles okay doing the the movie to keep myself concentrated okay i was basically more concentrated on the movie just because i was afraid that claudia would kill me if i took out my phone and but yeah that wasn't okay i i had some parts that i actually loved like the yeah the scenes but you struggled generally I struggled. with it generally okay. I, struggled. I loved the scenes okay. when they were showing the same scene but from two different points of view okay okay that happened mostly on the beginning but also later on it happened so you know okay okay uh, question does your struggle come from uh the plot that you didn't invest in the plot does uh or does it come from uh what uh something a bit more technical there was things that you didn't like so you weren't so you didn't like them basically i had to say it's a mixture of both okay um some times during the movie the plot was extremely for me extremely not boring but it Slow. was not involving me as much okay okay 
it, it is it is the not a fast-paced exactly. movie of course yeah well you know i didn't have trouble before with casablanca so i was not expecting to having trouble yeah well i would call casablanca one. faster than this in bits there are bits on here that go really slow so i understand you saying it's slow exactly and then some technical part as i was saying there were those scenes where that you didn't like. That I did not like and they completely took me out they of the They took you flow out of the film. Of okay, the of the movie itself. Okay. I was just curious to, to understand that. Uh yeah. Contrary to her, well, that's me. I love the book, so if I if I love I really, really love the book. So of course I went. Uh I actually really, really like the movie. Uh but yeah, uh just to go into a bit more details, I would say that you can divide the movie in three parts. Yes. So uh the first part is basically are... what you heard Jessica talk about. Uh it's set in nineteen thirty-five. You've got uh again Brownie Point of View where she finds out baby basically while looking for um a cousin's brother, she finds out basically that um she is being raped. Uh, by uh, a mystery person that she's sure man. a mystery man, which she which she is sure that is uh, Robbie, that works in the house is not part of the family, but she is uh, working in the house is a very close friend of the family though, although he's from a lower social class, and uh, she is he is they're really close um, because they yeah, they, yeah, and uh, the father of Brownie is very fond of him and paid for his studies and everything. Exactly. Uh, so they're really, really close. Um, she accuses him uh, unjustly, basically, and uh, that's basically the end of the first part. Uh, the second part is uh, set four years later in 1939, and you follow uh, Robbie that has, uh, from prison has enrolled in the military. And he is traveling through France, trying to get to Dunkirk to go back to England because it's set basically on the day, on the month previous the um, Dunkirk uh, episodes, basically in the Second World War, uh, with the uh, UK uh, forces ret uh, retrieving from France. I had a moment I said retiring, but he's not retiring. I apologize. Uh, and uh, the third part covers uh from 1940 uh till basically uh nowadays okay. uh where you've got you go back again to Bryony's point of view she is uh starting to become a nurse to uh be a nurse uh during the war she, she really uh, is she's studying she's learning She's a nurse, but she's studying as yeah. a nurse more, more than that because she's got a superior that tells her you have to do this and this and this. She's at the end of her note, exactly. nurse training, uh, but it, she she is still uh, not a full-on nurse. Because also in the middle part, they were, um, they were arriving like the news to Cecilia that her little sister. Yeah, so yeah. She she's, was a nurse, she was working at the old hospital. She's, she, she's it, it's yeah. not, not shown, but she already started before the third part. Of yeah, the exactly. Uh, and uh, she ba she started studying because of the war, basically, uh, because she wants to help uh, during the war. And uh, we arrive at, basically, to the out today, where she has become a writer, and uh, she uh, has basically written a book about what has happened. Uh, and we learn that uh, she she finally realises that her accusations were wrong. Mm -hmm. And who actually um, raped uh, her causing. Uh, starting from that, from what is the beginning, basically, uh, the, um, the rape of Lola, her cousin, played by yes. Juno Temple. I have a question for you. Yes, tell me. So, uh, we see that scene from Bryony point of view. Yes. Okay, so with that vision. But uh, if you... Let's get out of the thing, okay? Mm -hmm. Based on what we know as the characters that we know, okay? Okay. Um, so, uh, do you think... Is a, is a two-part question. First, do you think that Lola knows 
that it's not Robbie, okay? Okay. But it's someone else. Do you think that she knows that it's not Robbie and it's someone else and that someone else is Paul? Mm-hmm. Okay. And do you think that she uh, is defending him? Mm-hmm. Okay. In any way? And do you think... And if she knows that it was Paul, do you think that that was, in fact, not a rape, given that at the end you discovered that they actually get married and they are actually still married today? Okay. Um, in my uh, opinion, after the scene of the chocolate bar, bite it, you have to bite it. And that face that, that I will never forget. That is the creepy scene that we that were talking about. That I will never forget. Early. That perfect face that Benedict has in that scene. That Cumberbatch has, yeah. Oh, my. Yeah. After that, I had to say that what I believe is she had a crush on. Yeah. Like, childish, innocent crush that everybody in their life had. Yeah. Once for someone. She had a crush, yeah. Okay. And it it wasn't like a full on um, rape. It was just like she saw him coming towards her. Okay. But um, when the rape actually happened, she just completely blanked out of trauma, out of shock. Question. So she was not willingly. She had the crush. She was not willingly. And okay, the so she got raped. Happened, so exactly. it is a rape. It it's is not consensual. It's not consensual. So it is a rape. Even okay. if she was kind of flirting with him because she had a crush on him. She had a crush, but, but the rape here is not, a rape. Okay. Exactly. The rape was rape. And then what happened when they got married? It was because... Um, not because she want, she did not want to and he was forcing her on marrying him. Yeah. But she, just because she was thinking in her mind, what if actually someone will discover that it was my first, it's better for me to marry him. And because of, okay. the, of the time they were in, it was not actually seen good to be uh, divorced. Okay. So even if it happened, it was going to be a disgrace and she didn't want to be a disgrace in the face of society. So she stayed married with him for the rest of her life. For the rest of her life. Uh, The thing that helped to keep this marriage up, it was that she actually had a crush on him at the beginning. Okay. And the trauma was kind of, she wasn't aware that it was him. Okay, so... Do you don't think that she knows no, that it was him? No, she saw him, but so she didn't realize that. So you think that all her that... life she lived not knowing that it was actually Paul raping her? I can't say about all her life. About what is shown in the movie, I think she knew that she was raped, but yeah. in her mind she cancelled the face of the She doesn't know. Raper. So when she gets married, exactly. she doesn't know she doesn't that she's know. marrying Paul. Or does she? That's complicated. Like, that's my I question. Think... Because from what you said, at the beginning it looks like she doesn't know. But then you said, you're saying that she's marrying him because she knows it was him. I think at the end she realized that it's him. Not okay. because she remembered the scene, but because she's like, I saw him, then I got raped. I don't remember the face of my rapist, but it was him before. There was nobody else. Okay. So she may think it was him, but I can't be sure, so I can't go against him. Okay. Also because I would be disgraced or whatever was happening in that okay. time frame. Okay. All right. Um, just to clarify, this is not specified in the movie or in the book, neither. It, it is left very ambiguous. Okay. So there's not the, a right opinion of wrong. That's our personal view of what is happening. Um, I personally think that she so her accusation before i start my opinion so you think that when she accuses robbie is she is honest about saying it might have been robbie so uh her think, saying so brian is saying it is robbie right i think she and was she going says to be influenced yet. by uh 
by Brownie because yeah, she wasn't aware by Brownie. who but, was it. But after Brownie but again, said, she has no clue. It could have be, been, yeah, it could have been, been Robbie, could have been Paul, it could have been his brother. Let's exactly. say okay, so okay. She was trusting more Brownie than actual. Yeah, himself. obviously, obviously, then you're influenced by her saying it was right, it was him, right, it was him, right. But also oh, yeah. from the scene before where they're still in the house and Brownie yeah, and they're talking about, about it. it. Yeah, yeah, about so, the fact that she exactly. so yeah. Okay, that's no. I just wanted to clarify that because I wasn't sure. Okay, so um, personally, I think that Lola knows that that was Paul. Okay, and he wasn't Robbie. That I have no uh, doubt about it. That she knows that it was Paul. Uh, that it wasn't Robbie. So how come so she said yeah, she stayed married? Okay, I've got two two opinions about it. I've got one that I. I'm leaning towards and mm -hmm. one that I think is still plausible. So I understand both opinions. So the after that, she knows she's being raped. Well, yes. she knows that the person that she had sex with mm -hmm. is Paul. Okay? okay? It wasn't Robbie, it was Paul. Okay? okay. Then you can go by two things. Mm -hmm. It is a rape, is not a rape. Okay? Yes. Uh if it's a rape and uh, Paul raped her, mm -hmm. it becomes a bit of uh, because it's a, it, I will be disgraced because of the society, as he said, that they're living in. I have to marry him. We both know you accuse me as Lola, I accuse the wrong person, and I have to live my whole life knowing that. You know. And I'll be disgraced because I was raped. You, um, as Paul, are the person that is afraid because he knows that you know that I raped you. Yes. So to make sure that she shuts her mouth mm -hmm. and her being afraid of her, uh, basically, captor, yes. in a way, of a rapist, she agrees to marry him in order for them to cover themselves in not having... Uh, the accusation of Robbie being lifted. Okay. Because if someone finds out, they can always say, oh, Lola, we have proved that he's not actually Robbie, is Paul, or is someone else. We are reopening the case. Lola will be the first witness. That way, as a wife, she cannot yes. witness. So that's where it's, it's a way a of covered. Of yeah, exactly. So she cannot, because she married him, she cannot do that. So well, that's one way. The one I'm leaning more towards, I believe that she, she actually has a crush. Mm -hmm. And she's a very scheming character. Uh, she plays the victim a lot in the beginning. Yes. And I believe that is because she actually takes it forward. Is not actually a rape. She's playing the victim. Uh, it is uh, consensual in a way. But when she gets found find out found out by by Brownie, Brownie sees the scene. She obviously first she sees Lola, so her first thought is the first thing. Uh, the her first um thought is Lola is getting raped. Uh, Lola doesn't um doesn't correct her because is as well a shameful thing to do. Uh, that way. Uh, she plays the raping things along. Okay. And obviously she marries Paul because she is looking to be with someone uh, in high society because the family was divorced, so that way she can she can be on higher yeah, uh, status and everything. That way she knows Climb about it. the social she, she She climbed it and she's already in a higher social class anyway. Uh, in high social class, but that way she can keep her uh, social status and she can marry a rich man. So you got these two options. They're both valid, I believe. I'm Let leaning us know whatever one. you will. Yeah, exactly. Believe. You believe in uh, in because they are, I think they're both valid. Is just I'm leaning a bit towards because that's what Lola gives me the vibes of. I think she plays a lot of the victim, especially the beginning in the play. Uh, she wants to play yeah, yeah. the, it, it the main character like you because the, you know you have because, the cards to say. Yeah, no, you've got you've got 
again, it is left very ambiguous in the book, so you can read it in every possible way. Um, you mentioned before, uh, we mentioned before the um, relationship that Robbie has with the Talis family, with yes. Brownie, with Cecilia. At first, they're just friends, and then uh, they become lovers during the film. Um, I would say one thing that I think is very different from the book mm -hmm. is that uh, in the book, you know straight away that Bryony has a crush on Robbie, which in makes... In the movie, it doesn't happen. You just no, it happens, that... right, it happens in the second part of the yeah, movie. Yeah, exactly. You just believe that uh, Bryony has uh, like brotherhood yeah, brotherly affection. Brotherly for... affection for Robbie, for Robbie. And that's it. Yeah. And because she's really an affectionate girl, she Because she's looks... always seen him around exactly. is, a, is a brother to her. Is, so yeah. He's a big brother, is the person you're looking at. And that's exactly yeah, what because it feels a good like. person, yeah. Then when I understood that actually she loved him like she had a crush on she him. She had yeah. a crush on him. I was like, okay, now things make more sense not that before yeah. it didn't make sense it just that i would i would say odd. that there's um there's another layer to her accusation the moment that you know that she has a crush on him because i believe that knowing that she has a crush on robbie makes her shock of seeing him with cecilia yes uh mo Beside the shock of seeing two people uh, having sex, uh, because she's still a 13-year-old and she's seeing the same thing twice and mistakenly thinks is rape in both ways. Also because she may not times. believe, like she thinks, maybe in her mind, clouded by the love, the, by the crush, that he actually... Um, reciprocates, reciprocates the, 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 the affection. Feeling, the yeah, affection. there is a bit. So I would say, especially, that... especially at the beginning, because she thinks is so nice, and she doesn't understand the, uh, the, the chemistry that you can have between uh, a woman and a man. Uh, she believes Cecilia and um, Robbie. and Robbie having this brotherly friendship as well, not having this sexual exactly. tension than they actually have and there's a bit i would say especially in the first scene a bit of jealousy in it like her uh being jealous of the fact that he gets on it because yeah, she's exactly. a 13 year old and she's a girl obviously she's foolish and she's young and she doesn't when you understand, understand that you have feelings properly. but don't understand the feeling itself exactly exactly i would say there's that bit that you don't have you don't feel in the movie because you've got that revelation towards the end and the scene that there are that you have before with mm -hmm. with brownie especially the one when it gives her the the, the letter mm -hmm. um is uh that was the moment oh no oh no yeah oh, no 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 exactly no, no. Uh, you have this conversation between them, but you don't understand that she will do everything for him because she has a crush on him. So um, she goes to him very happy when he when he calls her, but you don't understand that yeah, she's exactly. like she she doesn't make goo goo eyes at him every time she sees him. So it's a little bit different. You don't really see that. That's a shame because I would have loved that uh, to see that. And uh, you've got in the book much more relevance of the character of Danny, okay. which was played by Alfie Allen, uh, aka Theon of Game of Thrones. Theon Greyjoy. Uh, baby, 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 baby Theon. In the movie, is maybe everybody. Baby, a lot of people, yes. Um, you've got uh, basically he comes in a second. You can see you see his face a second, then he goes away. You don't see him. I think you see for a the total rest... of uh, 10 seconds for the entire Yes, movie. yes. You see him for 10 seconds right in that scene. Then he goes away. You don't hear from him. You don't hear about him until Cecilia mentioned his name when she's speaking with Brian, with Brownie, uh, saying, yes, you're... Before Brownie says he's actually, he was actually Paul, now I remember, she just says, I know he was not Robbie. And they said, okay, you're going to make a statement and you're going to say that he was Danny. And you don't understand a no, much of it yeah is because basically in the book there is suspicion of danny mm -hmm. and cecilia and robbie are sure that it was danny okay 
So that's where it comes from. There's not that much in the movie for time reasons, for, for things. So It's um, a movie, they have to cut some Exactly, parts. they have to restrict a book anyway. That is very descriptive. Uh, Ian McEwan, he is very descriptive. Reason why I love the book. Um, so yes, there is that bit as well that I think is quite different. Um, talking about things we like, as you mentioned, things that you didn't like much before. Uh, what did you like? I like the way they put um, the love story that is not uh, as the classical okay. input they usually put on love stories. I love, as I said before, the scene where they actually were showing different point of views of mm -hmm. the same of the same scene part of the same scene. Especially the fountain. And, yeah, exactly. And basically, it's it. I'm not liking much of the movie itself. Okay, apart from these yeah, things. Apart okay. from these things. It's a nice movie, as I said, but it's not one that I have okay. many favorite scenes like I had with Hunger Games, I had with... Okay. Uh, Marvels, yeah, yeah, it's not, it's not, it was not much about favorite scene, it was about what generally did you like about about it. Yeah, well, the performance were amazing, but considering the cast, it would be almost like expected. These okay, okay, so okay. The part that I was not expecting that I like were that too, but apart from that, okay, not much. Okay, there's a few things that I really, really like. Wait, Some... I just remember something, the, yeah. I loved, obviously, the mansion. That okay. At the beginning, I thought it was the same one as X-Men. Yeah. Then I Google it. Thank God, Google. I Google it and I was like, okay, it's not. Yeah, it's not no, the it's same not one. the same. They, they are very really similar. Familiar. They look very similar. The stairway at the, at the front, the, um, some scene of yeah. the actual front of the house and the huge garden, they look pretty similar, but... It's actually a private house, so someone actually lives in there. Okay. Can I go and live with you? Uh, can you but yeah, adopt me or if you have a child of estate. my age, we can marry, whatever. Yeah, love that place. Um, it's a really nice house. There's a lot of estate like that in England and they're very, very similar. Uh, there's a lot of them very, very similar to each other because the building of it, it's very typical of the time or where they were built. Uh, yeah, I uh, loved the... Probably is one of the most famous things uh, things about this movie the uh gr green dress that Kira Knightley wears uh I want that dress Chanel please can I have it I it's <laughs> not my kind of dress but it's not our kind of dress yeah we it's don't not have the my physics yeah we don't have the physics on. du role let's say we have a really that. important front uh, yeah exactly that, that doesn't help yeah exactly but I love just to have it just to look at it, the green silk, it's absolutely I can amazing. give you a picture, like, picture no, of it. I, no, I want the actual dress. Uh, just to look at it. I mean, in the world, you're going to say, oh, look at that dress. Uh, but, yeah, I love that. The costumes are all really good. The dress, I think, that dress uh, is, like, the top of it is iconic. It was actually, uh, funnily enough, it was actually by a magazine voted the uh, best dress ever in movies mm, worth it uh yeah i well, think there are better um, in that list there are really good dresses in it i think there are better dresses than that but i love that dress uh i really really do um i love the score okay of the of this movie uh it is the same composer as Pride and Prejudice and Anna Karenina which is very usual for a director to use the same composer uh, with, uh, which is Dara Marinelli uh, he actually won an Oscar for this score specifically okay. and I love of this score I particularly love uh, the Bryony main theme being uh, at featuring uh, typewriters um, sound, sounds basically mm -hmm. there's uh, when you put in characters in a typewriter it makes a very specific sound and it is part of the theme, which is something that I love quite a lot. I actually thought that they were like the neighbor doing something. Like okay. it was nice when I realized it was part of the movie. But at the beginning, I was like, "Are they hammering something next?" Like, I why? know that sound because I love that sound so much. I remember my grandfather as a typewriter, 
and I just love writing on that typewriter just to do that sound. Mm-hmm. So I I love that sound and seeing it. But in a theme for a character that is a writer is very clever and very nice. I really, really like that. Uh, I love the photography of this uh, movie. Mm-hmm. It's very similar to the Pride and Prejudice and I think it's the same um, DOP. Uh, so I um, might be mistaken, but I think it's the same. Um, I love it. It's the feeling of that uh of that scenery generally you've got different i think uh feelings to the different parts but that photography that light that colors i think they're very i really really love them so uh but yeah is those things is what i love most i would say and uh one well my favorite scene uh, and I think is the most iconic scene of the movie. Normally, when you talk about atonement, you've got the green dress, and you've got uh, and uh, you hear about the Dunkirk scene, uh, which is all done in one shot. The poor horses. I just remembered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, it shocked you quite a bit. Uh, the that was the saddest scene, part for me. Yeah, it was is it is a real thing. So, uh, but yeah, it's quite shocking. Um, it is this is a scene they shot shot all in one camera mm-hmm. and all in one go, and it was shot like that because basically, uh, is a scene, uh, that beside being beautiful, it is very amazingly lit, very well done. Yes, uh, it's a one shot scene. Uh, it but it was not supposed to be shot in one shot. Okay. It was it came out being shot in one shot because uh every time she she, she say shot ah, in one shot. Every time you say shot, take a shot, guys. That will be the best drinking exactly game drinking ever. game. Um, it it was done like that because uh they had two days to shoot this scene mm-hmm. because they had about a thousand extras. Okay. So they add to obviously you cannot keep you to these many. You need bit. you cannot keep these many people uh for this long a time, mm-hmm. uh because it's cost effective. Uh, so they had just two days. They had everything ready for those two days. Uh, scoutings and research, uh, basically resulted in them knowing that the lights, mm-hmm. the light would be perfect for the scene just on the afternoon of day two. So they could actually shoot just on the afternoon of day two, oh, no. which cuts the sh- the actual time into uh, half a day. So what they decided, we're shooting with one camera, we're doing a one shot, so it's quicker to actually do it instead of doing a lot of takes of a lot of scenes of a lot of moments. Yeah. Uh, you take and less time. It's more complicated to do it because exactly. everything must go right. It's mo- exactly. It's more complicated because you have a one shot. So everything needs to be perfect in at least one shot. So what they did, they rehearsed everything on day one. They rehearsed it once in the morning and then they shot in the afternoon. They did five takes and the one that you see in the movie is number three. Okay. So yeah, it was a very complicated uh, thing, and as well, it was a very, very expensive set for such a short scene mm-hmm. because it cost about a thousand pounds, uh, a million pounds. Sorry, not a thousand, a million pounds. If it was a thousand pounds, that was like, cheap. Even for movie settings or whatever, movie movie costs usually that's it's, that's a lot. It's, Especially it's, thinking that you don't have anything to be to look like classy or elegant. Well, uh, you because to... it's historical, I think it comes when you're doing something historically accurate. It becomes very expensive in terms of props of things like that. So that's where the expensive come from, uh, mostly. But obviously, the problem is that it's not a problem. It's just that obviously is a scene. Of mm-hmm. a few minutes. That's why I think it's very, very expensive. Yeah. That because it's such a short scene, uh, for such a short scene, having the that much uh, money being spent on it is a lot, a lot, a lot, a exactly. lot, a lot. Because there are scenes that are far more expensive than this, 
uh but uh obviously there might be longer scenes and stuff like that you have more extras you've got uh bigger times to actually shoot it well this one which is basically the most iconic scene in in this movie is a, very, a few minutes i don't know if you get to five minutes of actual scene of actual shooting of being put being put on screen yeah. so for a million pounds is is a big cost for it uh there, so yeah there's no denying that like yeah uh, he did a great job, but it was really expensive. Yeah, it was a really, uh, really expensive scene to actually shoot. Um, we were talking about props. I was mentioning props that you have to be historically accurate in it. Uh, in this movie, you got the only remaining uh, UK military ambulances. Okay. There are eight in the UK, mm -hmm. and they use them. Obviously, in them. yeah, obviously the ones in World War. Acu uh, historically accurate for the champions of World War yeah, II, obviously. obviously. Um, so you've got them. That's the one. These are the ones. Um, you've got... Um, you were talking about before about the fact that you liked the uh, scene with a different point of view. Yes. We mentioned the fountain scene. So the first part uh, of the movie... That is actually my favourite scene. Isn't yeah. It? Uh, we... Um, Basically, the uh, photography, I mentioned how much I like the photography. The photography of the first part of, has that dream, soft dream yes. kind of feel mm -hmm. that is famously done uh, and it will be done for the whole shooting of Anna Karenina um, by stretching mm -hmm. a 10 denier Christian Dior tights Okay, over in, the, the lens. Over in the back of the lens. Okay. Not in front of it, in the back. In the back of the lens. On the back oh, well. of the lens, and then you put the camera on. It's the, same, the, it's the yeah. same technique that I use with the glasses. Unfortunately, it's a, it's a way I cannot remove doing... the camera from my phone, so I just put the glasses lens on on top in front of, of it. It's a, it's a way of, basically, is a way of doing a filter, of do, giving an effect, but it's done with uh, Christian Dior tight. That, the cheapest one that you can find, basically. Uh, yeah. Uh, if they want tights, I can give them mine. But they're not black. They want black. It's black, Christian Dior tights. I have to be I have black specific. if they want it. They're not yeah, tendonier, exactly. though. Because I've, the tendonier black one, ten they denier, get they are, yeah. destroyed in 0 0.01 but that's why it, one second. Exactly. Uh, I've got new tendonias, black tights, I think, somewhere. Uh, there might be Mickey Mouse job shapes on it but that's beside the point it's still 10 years and it's still it's still a black, black one they're not christian Dior. and funnily enough uh while i was Better looking into Disney. this while i was looking uh no they're actually primark but yeah uh, <laughs> but no one uh, must know yeah well now they do um while i was researching this uh beside the fact that they use the same technique for the whole of anna karenina uh, while I was researching this, I found out that these tights are actually not uh, uh, made and exported into the UK because there's... Um, into the UK? Into the US, sorry, thank I you. Like, I think no, in the UK they are. Yeah, um, into the US. Mm -hmm. uh, they are not exported there because there is uh, a material that is not legal in the US so they don't sell them in the US what do you mean the material uh, that is I not legal I don't remember no there is something that is being done in the process of making the tights there is something that is being used okay. that is not legal in the US so they don't sell them in the US and they don't export them in the US so if you are in the US and you want to buy those sites, you cannot. You just have to come to Europe and buy them in Europe or get them uh, or basically come to Europe, buy the sites and come back. Or having someone in Europe coming to you with those sites. Yes, basically that's the thing. So uh, that was uh, funny. I know what to give as a gift to my nephews. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, if they are photographers, they might appreciate that, actually. No, I was just thinking to wear it. Mm, oh, yeah, but, you know, <laughs> you can buy something that different, you know, uh, but yeah. Uh, but it's they quite. They could used sell those to cinema people and make money. To photographers, out of it, you know? generally, it is a um a filter that is quite used. Uh, I found out while looking into this. Uh, so yeah. Um, we were talking about before about the um, the creepy scenes. Yes. What what we call the creepy scenes, uh, which is which basically... is the main the main one. 
is, which remaining one is basically the chocolate. The first uh, are basically the first. Uh, it's not even flirting, but uh, is basically the she was poor Marshall. She him, was flirting. He was, he was being just creepy, creepy and I. Uh, that's Honestly, why I said cringy because bit, she was, he was not all the way creepy in the entire scene. I think I think he was really creepy he from was, the start. He was creepy, but the scene itself wasn't creepy. It I think the scene cringy, is creepy. Cringy. I think the scene is heavily creepy, and you've got a massive big red alarm sounding like that guy is creepy. Don't get close while you're flirting. But yeah, you stupid woman, honestly, you stupid girl, stupid girl, can't you see it? That is the creepiest person ever, honestly, it gives you shiver that She loves so. Benedict Cumberbatch, by the way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I discovered that this might have been an, a subconscious thing that I, I had and might be why from here i don't know the, yeah well i actually liked him quite a bit after it and then i got very disappointed by one of his performances and then i started realizing that he plays the same character and i don't find it i find him particularly snobbish but that's a view that i've got that i can't buy thing in the back of my mind there is that there is that scene in in atonement i believe uh but yeah uh actually is um there's a few like him being very leery yes. very creepy the very... thing that i want to talk about about yeah. this because yeah. we already said more things about this during yeah. the entire podcast the thing i want to talk about is the ending yeah that oh yeah basically it was as i say it was shocking Okay. But more like unexpected than actual shock. Yeah, we didn't really opinion. say what the spoiler that we, exactly. we, we said to everyone. Basically, we keep going around and around and, and talking around. about, yeah, going around it. And basically, is that uh, the fact there is this scene when she goes and apologizes, saying that she's going to change the statement. And she apologizes to both Cecilia and Robbie. However, it turns out that that scene, like that whole part of the story is actually made up by Bryony in the book because um that did not actually Robbie, happen yeah because Robbie, Robbie died, died the, day before. the night before uh leaving uh Dunkirk for the UK and about a month probably even less I think in a book I think is a month in the in, in the movie is like one or movies, two months yeah. I'm not sure uh, yeah it's a, but yeah. apparently in the book is I more, think in the book is less is, is a shorter time but I don't want to say something wrong I've not read the book in a million time in a million time honestly uh the uh basically Cecilia drones uh, because in the underground, in, on in the underground, because she um basically took refuge in the underground during the London bombings, and she drowns because a pipe uh, burst. So they're both actually died dead. They never uh, met again, and they there's not the an happy ending basically. Exactly, but the sister just wanted to give them one as uh, an apology, and that was an apology a, because an apology. she never apologized. Exactly, to them. she never managed to apologize. The scene where she actually apologized is completely, as we said, in her uh, imagination. In, in, in imagination, the book. Um, yeah, and that's the part where I actually start getting really sad because basically you can see uh, her talking to the sister like normally and then this shadow passing behind at the, at the beginning i did not thought it was robbie and i was like oh my god no she went on with someone else she found someone she moved else on, okay. she moved on how sad is that you know and then it's robbie so it's like someone sat me and took out the knife and gave me medicine to recover to then stab me again in the right heart. Right at the end, okay. In the heart, right at the end, and twisting did clockwise you, and anti-clockwise. Did the, you the imagine the last stabbing? Did you did you figure it out that it wasn't real? I did not what figure it out. I did not knew it wasn't real. I just knew there wasn't something there was something going on that I still did not knew about it. Okay. So I was expecting something, but I was not expecting there was, that. Okay. Okay, so there was something fishy, but you didn't exactly, understand what it exactly. was. Exactly. Okay. That it, it just gave me by the the scene where actually you can see twice the shadow. I was like, there's something fishy about okay. that. Why okay. Why they don't show that it's Robbie straight away? There's something okay. fishy. Okay. Okay. No. Uh, well, I had a different experience from you because you 
obviously because I read the book. Uh, so uh, obviously in the movie I knew. So I was, although it is is honestly is a stabbing in the heart. Uh, I knew what was coming, and I think it makes it worse mm-hmm. knowing what is coming because you're getting ready and you're getting ready and you know that is not true, and you're feeling very emotional because this is not true. But um, it in the book it came to a real shock. Like I wasn't seeing anything. Mm-hmm. I didn't suspect anything. Maybe there is hints in the books as well, but I don't think there is one. Um, it came to a shock. I still know what side of the page that is where that uh, not, confession not is the number of the page i don't know the page number i'll admit i'll i'm ashamed of saying that i don't know the page number well i don't know the page number of my favorite books so that's that's more than enough that's shameful. yeah i know me me the, the so precise person yeah i know i'm sorry uh but i know that he's on the top left page okay saying that they're both at died. least he's something that I know, that I remember, uh, that my mind reminds me about that. But yeah, I was really, really shocked and really, really surprised, which in the book, not surprisingly, made me start tearing up. And I was like, so what I just learned it was... Quelle surprise, Claudia. Yeah, it was, all, uh, it was all fake. It was all I a construct, say, so it made me cry quite a lot. I had to say, I did not shed one single fear for okay. this movie i don't know why because i I was keeping being pulled out by those creepy scenes probably probably it wasn't you weren't involved you were invested so it makes sense the saddest part for me was the horses fair there is the scene in the in the dunkirk scene Dunkirk scene, they're basically killing the horses i'm I'm an omnivore that loves animals it makes sense (laughs) well I'm, i'm the same so yeah uh so yeah just um a few more things very quickly mm-hmm. uh, a funny thing that i read about which um it would i found it uh, quite uh fun was that you know in the rape scene she sees um the brownie sees the scene mm-hmm. for a split is honestly a split second um uh, that is not uh benedict's bum what do you mean uh there is a bum uh shown uh, very briefly. Yeah, uh, saw that. Yeah, uh, which is supposed to be Benedict's, but it's not Benedict's. It is actually uh, a digital bun. No, it's not no. even a double. That's Benedict's uh, back and face. Uh, but he is, at the moment, in that scene, in his underwear. Appear historically like accurate green under. screen underwear? I don't know if it was green screen, but there's an adding of a digital bun on it uh i guess it was because juno temple is in the scene she was quite young so they decided yeah, not sense, to do uh, a, a naked scene uh with her present which is fair i, I actually ju- I, i'm just i just wanted to know what actually was if it was like the dots or whatever doubt on... it at that time it must have been if it was the it was green, green screen underwear it was blue probably because there's a lot of yeah, green but... around but yeah, it might have been something like that. That, that. that was it. If then. it was, I, it the might have been white screen, as well. The blue screen for me is always yeah, green. It might, it might have been CGI. white. It might have been white and his normal underwear and they didn't really put something like that. So okay, yeah. Can you imagine it was like printed butt on a pair of underwear? No, 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 no. It was proper, properly a digital one, so they oh. didn't. They didn't. It was a full digital one. I was one hoping that... for a real realistic bum yeah. panties. But... Yeah, no, it was the first time <laughs> that I heard about a digital bum. I heard about digital figures put on, obviously. Uh, you know about doubles, but I didn't know about doubles a lot, but not about that. So that was about... Oh, that's surprising. That was new. Yeah, that was the new things that I I learned about, uh, that I learned. Okay, let's try um, to be quick. Let's wrap it up with the usual three questions that I always ask you. Yes. Uh, so you're ready for it. Favourite yes. character? I have to say it's... Um... Oh, I just forgot her name. Not Natalie Portman. Uh... Cecilia, you Cecilia, mean? Cecilia, yes. Okay, okay perfect. Uh, for me is Robbie. Uh, that's why I guess I cry quite a bit. Uh, yeah, because that makes sense. because I invest in Robbie's uh, journey. Favorite scene, the fountain. You said the fountain. Before. I love Kira Knightley. Uh, Cecilia's costume in it. I love that double yeah, that, uh, like, uh, blouse and a long skirt. I actually and, uh, really and like the garments. It. There, at a certain point, I just thought, especially when Bryony sees it. Yeah, I just thought, 
Oh my gosh! Why? Why she's naked now? Where, yeah, where looks, the undergarment yeah. went. In uh, in the pro in our projection, it didn't look as bad as um as transparent. Yeah. In the in the cinema, it does look like she has no clothes on. Okay. I was like, whoa. Um, my favorite scene is not surprisingly again, uh, Dunkirk. Obviously, that one shot I think is lovely. I cry mm -hmm. every time, especially when I hear the chorus singing. Um, both one to ten. I have to say five. Okay, so it doesn't pass. It doesn't pass. It's a fail no, for you. No, okay. it's slightly less than a pass. Okay. See. Okay. For me, it's up, 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 because for me, it's nine. So, having said that, uh, thank you once again to for listening to us, as always. Uh, we, we will see you next, next week, week with the next episode. Yes. This time there will be no clues, clues about the whatsoever. Next we stopped about that. Exactly. We're guessing too easily. Exactly. Um, keep following us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram and our personal profiles. And as always, have a lovely weekend. Hope and I'll you see you next it. week. See you next week. Bye. Bye.